When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? I wish you guys could see. Like, sometimes I come in here <clears throat> to the studio, you know, aka my closet, and I just like bust out the intro, like in one sitting. I love it. I crack a joke. I make myself laugh. I'm like, yes, nailed it. And then sometimes I come in here and I have to fucking do this intro like eight times because I just, something is off or I say something weird or I'm like, what, what are you even talking about? Today's one of those days. Today, this is, I think the fourth time I'm doing this intro. So we're just going to roll with it. You know, I hope you guys are having a beautiful week. I am sorry that I failed again on Monday. I'm so sorry. These Monday episodes are really like, I love them so much, but I just need to be better about planning them because what here's what happens, okay? What happens is Lisa went out on Friday and had some drinks, right? And then she was so brutally hungover because she's 28 and like can't handle like her body just like doesn't like alcohol. So like Saturday, I was so hungover. I was like, okay, it's fine. Like Sunday, I'll be fine, right? Like I won't be a complete waste of a human on Sunday. So I wake up on Sunday and Lisa's still hungover and it's also Father's Day, which like when you've lost your dad, Father's Day is just like not the best day, let me tell you. So yeah, it was just like a bad combination (laughs) and I need to get better at planning them. So anyway, excuses, excuses, excuses. Here we are. I have a beautiful episode for you today with my beautiful friend Shay. Shay is a life and success coach. Shay works with women and she, how do I describe what she does? I feel like she helps women become their best selves and like tap into their most confident bad bitch self. Like that's what I would say. And I love her. We've become fast, fast, fast friends. And I think you guys are you guys are going to love this conversation. This conversation actually was a few weeks ago, like over a month ago, I want to say. And in that month or like the last like three or four weeks, like we've gotten so close. And um, yeah, I just like, I was editing this and I was like, oh my God, I just, I love her. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. If you've been feeling, I don't know, if you, if you just need some inspo, if you need some words to elevate your mood, if you want more confidence, which I'm always about that, you guys know this is your episode, okay? And we get into so many things that I want to continue exploring on the podcast and I think you guys are going to love it. So that's it from me. Let's get into this beautiful episode. Follow Shay, follow me, okay? Don't neglect your girl. I'm just kidding, but you know what I mean? Give us all love, okay? Okay, I'm going to leave you guys and let you listen to this episode. I'll see you guys on Monday. Bye. Okay, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. How are we doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Feeling good. How about you? I was telling you before we started recording, I'm like in a funk. And so I just feel like this is going to be the most appropriate conversation. And I don't like to put people on the spot. I don't like to make people introduce themselves because it's like, where do you even start with that? But for anybody who might not know, do you want to tell us your name, where you're at, what you do? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So my name is Shay Brocker. I am from Long Beach, California. But my husband, dog, and I moved to Austin, Texas about six months ago. So that's where we are right now. And we're loving the change of scenery. We're loving just, we love Austin. So really excited to be here. Um, I am a life and success coach. And I started my business, Her Healthy Hustle, 
about two and a half years ago with pretty much no idea what I wanted to do. I My personal journey started at the age of 19. I lost 50 pounds in college and that really piqued my interest in personal development and just transformation and change in general. Yeah. And so from there, I became interested in a lot of different things. And I graduated with my bachelor's of science in kinesiology. I went on to get my master's in sport management. And after I graduated, I landed what I thought was my dream job. And after like two and a half years, by the age of 25, I was burnt the fuck out. I was depressed. I was miserable. I was such a bitch. I would come home in the worst mood every day. And that was kind of a moment. I'll never forget being in my kitchen and my husband was like, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, was like, hey, like you can't come home in this like bad with this bad attitude every single day. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks, you know, because I knew it was happening. But to be called out by it, called out on it by somebody you love made it feel very real. So that was the moment where I really like took a hard look at my life and thought, okay, where do I want to be? Where do I want to end up? Is this going to get me there? Is this going to be able to create the lifestyle I want to live? And it really wasn't. So for the first time in my life, I just decided to leave something without a plan. I'm like a planner. I'm very type A. I've known what I was going to do since I was a kid. And like, I just, I just had all these ideas of what my life was going to be. Are you a Capricorn? No, I'm a Scorpio. But I have tons of Capricorn in my chart. I knew I liked you. I'm a, I'm a Scorpio moon. I'm a double Capricorn Scorpio moon. So like, oh my God, you can just imagine. (laughs) Yes. And that's where I, that's where I have a lot of trouble because Capricorn is so much like structure and really just that drive and that work ethic where Scorpio is a little bit more mysterious. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more um, elusive, if you will. So those energies can be really hard to balance, but I appreciate having that Capricorn in my chart to keep me in check and on track. So um, yeah, so I left that job without a plan. I, at the time, I had a, a bracelet company. I made bracelets. It was called Good Vibes Only, and that was kind of something that helped me get out of that job. Um, it was I created these bracelets as like simple reminders to be in a good mood and spread good vibes, and so that really helped me at the end of that job when I was so miserable and just wanted to come unglued. So I left that job had my bracelet company, got a part-time job, was just trying to figure it out, right? I like to refer to myself as a conventional, uh, recovering conventional path follower because I did everything that I was supposed <laughs> I to do that. till the age of 25 and I was a miserable bitch. Right. And so I was like, okay, no, time to like think and figure this out for myself and what I want, not what my family wants, not what I'm expected to do, but what I want. So left that job. And soon after that, I hired my first coach. And after that experience, I was like, okay, this is what I meant to do. I know I love to help people. I love to empower women. I love to hype them up. I want them to see what I see. Um, I see potential. I'm one of those people that sees potential in people. So I figured that was a great way for me to be able to not only provide that non-judgmental space to allow women to work through difficult emotions, but be able to really help them rewrite limiting beliefs that are holding them back from the confidence needed to take massive action. So my business has pivoted several times over the last two and a half years. I've dabbled in different areas because I do have a holistic background. Um, But I really figured out that the foundation of everything was your mindset and how you think about things. So um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm really enjoying the women that I'm working with. It's, you know, I work with uh, business owners, moms, um, just all different types of people looking to kind of create that consistency in their life so that they can feel good while doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Wow. I mean, I love that so much because I feel like you hit so many, just like so many points that I think we all feel to some degree and in some capacity, right? Like following, I guess, the the societal timeline that is expected of us, right? That is so ingrained in us but I think has severely shifted especially in this last like little era right um where we see so many more people just taking different routes which is so cool but you also talk about burnout which is so real and I'm sure we'll get into that more into that more but I want to hear like the women that you work with primarily women right or only women yes okay cool so are there, is there a, I'm sure there are many patterns, but like what's, what sticks out to you when I say like, what's the pattern of most of the women lately that have been coming to you? Like what, 
what's their main thing that they come to and they're like, this is what I, this is like where I'm stuck or this is what I need help in. Like, I'm sure it varies, but. Yeah, it definitely varies from person to person, but it all boils down to consistency. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is like, people come to me and they're like, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that but it always ends up being something else, right? It always yeah. ends up being something deeper that they weren't able to kind of like make that connection with. Totally. Oftentimes it goes back to childhood experiences. I've done a lot of inner child healing myself and I can facilitate that with clients and really just kind of creating that awareness around why they're feeling the way they're feeling, why they're reacting the way they're reacting and really how to manage their emotions Um in a way that's going to make them feel good about themselves, right? Because I'm a person who, you know, like I, I like I said, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Type Eight Enneagram, I'm Italian, Irish, I'm a, I'm as spicy as they come, and <laughs> I so it. I always had a really hard time managing my emotions. Yeah. I reacted versus you know observing and responding. And I've changed a lot. Like if you were to talk to people that I went to high school with, they would probably not even recognize me today because of the difference in my attitude and my approach. Um, So yeah, it's like I said, the struggles vary, but it all boils down to consistency. So women come to me, they feel overwhelmed. They feel lost, right? Their sense of purpose. That's like a huge thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is my purpose? What am I here for? I know I'm made for something bigger than what I'm doing, but where do I get started on that? Also, just like I said, consistency with routines and rituals and your habits. It's something I talk about a lot. It's not the sexiest thing. It's not the most exciting thing to talk about your routines and your rituals, but that truly is the foundation of everything, right? If you are not taking time for yourself every single day in some way, you're going to be burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. You you can't pour from an empty cup. And so... Like I said, struggles vary, but it all boils down to consistency. Consistency in showing up as their best self every single day so that they can achieve the results they're looking to achieve in their life. Yeah, and I think I love that you talked about consistency in a different way because I feel like we hear that that word everywhere, right? But the way that you're saying it is more so just like, it's so true. Like, it's like if you can't find 20 minutes, I said this in in a different episode, um, I can't remember which one, but I said like, you know, if you can't find 20 minutes in your day to, like, care for yourself, like, you have no life. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and I don't, caring for yourself is going to look so different to, for everyone. But I felt identified when you said that because I, I love mornings. I'm a huge morning routine kind of bitch. And it. it's, it goes in waves, right? Like, there's certain things that I don't like to do anymore. Sometimes I'm, I, I want to journal more. Sometimes I want to read more. So, like, it, it's shifted. But I feel myself I feel the difference in myself and in my days when I don't do it for when I don't do my morning routine or when I don't want to put in the time because sometimes even though we know what's going to make us feel good like we're lazy we're lazy fucking humans sometimes and it's it's annoying to like I get annoyed at myself I'm like why don't you take that time when you know what's going to make your day better anyway the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on for anybody who might not understand this concept because to me it was I learned it through therapy which is when you talked about inner child he- healing so uh, It's so crazy that you said that because, like, so many of our problems, and I would argue, like, if not most of our problems that we deal with as adults are stemming from something that came years and years and years and years ago or something that we learned years and years and years ago, and we don't necessarily know how to pinpoint that, I think, without help, honestly. I didn't have any idea. Um, And so can you just explain what that means a little bit to anybody who might not get it? Yeah, so I actually just started in like doing my inner child healing at the start of this year. I work with a coach. All coaches have coaches, right? And she is a she's a life and business coach, but really deep on inner child healing, generational trauma and how to really release all that so that you can show up as your best self. So, I have been aware of this, right? Because throughout my personal journey, I've noticed things that have happened or popped up or ways that I've handled things. And I've been able to identify where that's coming from. But it wasn't until the beginning of this year when I really dove deep to like finally clear those out. Because I'll be honest, I was aware of things, but they still kept showing up in relationships and in just different situations. So inner child healing, this is how I'm like by no means an expert in this. But like I said, I facilitate this with clients because I believe it's just about awareness. It's about being aware of what you're feeling, what emotions are going on in your body, um, how you're reacting and responding to situations and trying to pinpoint where is that coming from. So I'll give you an example. 
Um, I've shared this with my community a lot. It's taken me a long time to get vulnerable and really speak my truth and be able to, to articulate these feelings because I was kind of insecure about them. Like I, they didn't make me feel good, right? Like I felt embarrassed or ashamed and doing this work has really allowed me to release that. So an example that I love to use is something that kept coming up in my relationship with my now husband. So we've been together. We just, we just celebrated 12 years last week. Wow. So we've been together for a very long time. We're coming up on two years of marriage, but I've been with him since I was 19. So we've gone through tons of life changes together. We've, go, we've just gone through a lot together. And when I first started dating Matt, if he told me he was going to be at my house at 7 p.m. and his ass was not there by 7.03, I was coming unglued. Like, I mean, <laughs> we would get into a huge fight. I would just be screaming. I wasn't even know what I was mad about. It was just a whole thing and it would create this huge fight and it was just this repetitive cycle that kept happening. And he would be so confused because my husband, he's a cancer. He's very compassionate, very loving, holds space for me. And he'd be like, what's, what's wrong? Like, I know this is... I know it's not that I'm a few minutes late, like what's going on? Yeah. And it took years of experiencing this and really having these deep conversations with Matt to figure out that these were, this was coming from childhood wounds. This was coming from abandonment issues that I experienced as a child. So I grew up with a father figure who was a drug addict and, you know, was very inconsistent, would show up one day, wouldn't show up another day. So I finally figured out that it wasn't that I was mad that Matt was five you minutes late. You were scared late. he was going to leave you. I thought his ass was going to leave me on the porch. Yeah. I truly did. Like, I thought that he was not going to show up. And it just created this crazy insecurity in me. It just let my li limiting beliefs run wild. And it was affecting my relationship, right? The most important relationship that I've ever had in my life. And so, you know, he helped me figure that out a lot. It took a lot of self-discovery and just looking within to kind of be able to make that connection and actually get rid of it, not even get rid of it, but heal it, acknowledge right? Acknowledge it, firstly. And acknowledge yeah. it, oh, be, oh, be aware of it, yeah. right? Like I said, it all goes back to awareness. Awareness around when I start to feel like that, like, okay, is this What's, coming from? Yeah. Why is this, this coming, coming from up? my? Yes, and it was, I mean, these abandonment wounds were even showing up in friendships, you know, oh, where wow. I was, I was trying to control things because I was so scared of being left. Yeah. And so I feel like that's a really good example that can open up people's eyes to maybe noticing something that they're doing and where that may be coming from. But I mean, it could be as simple, like for some of my clients, I have a lot of people that come to me with, they have a hard time expressing themselves, right? And most often they've grown up in, in households where their voice wasn't meant to be heard, right? They were the child and there were the adults and they weren't to express how they were feeling. They were just to do as they were told. Yeah. And so once you, like I said, once you kind of cultivate this awareness around where it's coming from, you can at least be comfortable with it enough to know it's not your fault. Yes. And that's the main thing, knowing that it's not your fault. It's just an experiencing experience that you had that is shaping how you're showing up as an adult. So I love that you said that. And though my story is a little bit different, I've recently been talking about this. I think it literally, I think in the last episode for the first time, because it's also something that I've just become aware of. And so I lost my dad when I was 19. Um, mm. And we were very close. Like I had a beautiful childhood upbringing, very small family. Most of my family passed away because my dad was much older. My mom had a very small family, et cetera, et cetera. And so for me, really, when I think of my family, it was my parents and I. I do have an older sister, but that's a very complicated story. We're not close. And, um, you know, there's more family, like blood family people, um, yeah. but it's they're just not present. So a lot of my family is are my friends and are and they're people that are not blood related. Mm. Right. So anyways, yes. just backstory. And so. After he passed away, obviously, that was, like, fucking brutal, and it shook me, obviously, because he was my rock, you know? He was, he was, he played that um, role of truly being the protector of the family and just, like, mm. always controlling everything and always making sure we were safe. Like, truly, he played that role very, very well. And so, after he passed, um, and this was, you know, almost 10 years ago, um, I, I... Well, let's just fast forward. So the kind of person that I am now with people, with my friends, with anyone that I kind of vibe with, like I get attached very easily. 
So, mm, yes. so I get very attached and it's like, sometimes I can't, it's just, I can't even control it. Like I just get so excited because I'm like, oh my God, someone new, like I love them and I just want to like protect them and, and, and yes. just bring them into my life. That's how I feel. And I find it very easy to make connections. Like I always have. Um, and that's something that I love that I can just, I really mm-hmm. can like empathize with people and it therefore allows me to connect with a lot with a lot of people which I love however with friendships and stuff it's not that alarming but where it has been more problematic for me is with guys so because that's the thing is I get attached too quickly when they don't even deserve that attachment first of all or maybe aren't even asking for it and that's also the thing is like I don't show them that I'm very attached like I'm very good at like hiding everything yep. that's the Scorpio moon in me Scorpio moon that's what I was gonna say no for real like they have no fucking clue that I'm like over here going ape shit in my head um they have no idea how I feel and my feelings none but I'm like going insane right and I tend to get attached too quick and then I put this fucker on a pedestal who doesn't even deserve to be there and then it's so much harder for me to like let go and so that's like I finally this year after like a stupid fling um at the beginning of the year I was like okay like I'm like tired of this shit like I don't want to get so attached to guys like I don't you know like I'm I've never been that kind of person and I'm very independent and everything but like once I like someone I'm like I don't want to like let them go And again, like I'm telling you, they don't realize it. They don't know it. But then I'm the one that suffers. And so I I was like, I'm pretty sure I have like an anxious attachment style just because I've lost so many people in my life. And because when I like someone or when I feel, you know, like I want someone in my life, like I'm so scared that they're going to go somewhere. So I feel you a thousand percent. And I know that's from not even just losing my dad, but I think just like losing so many people growing up. Like I remember vividly just like, losing family member after family member and then you know just other things that how could they not affect how we are later as humans like how could that not fucking affect you but I think like you said I think awareness is like step one honestly and just like trying to recognize those those feelings and like those traits I guess and and I would get so annoyed at myself so I love when you said like it's not your fault. Like, you don't have to, like, be angry at yourself. Like, I would get so annoyed and frustrated at myself, and I would tell my therapist, like, but why am I like this? Like, why do I, why can't I just, like, not give a fuck, you know? And she's like, that's something beautiful about you. Like, we can't, like, you know, like, we can learn how to, like, navigate it, but, like, I don't want you to, like, be mean to yourself because of that. Because, like you said, it's not my fault, really, that this, that all my life experiences have, like, shaped me to be this way. Yeah, it it is. It's like these experiences, they create these fears within us, right? So like, I had a fear of being left similar to you where it's like, you're experiencing your experience of losing people. It's created. I hate to use the word, but it is we have these irrational fears, right? And like, once you become aware of it, and you become once you become aware of it and accept it, that's a big part is accepting. (laughs) I've accepted it. I get it. It's like me to me. I get it, bitch. Like, calm down. (laughs) Yes, but that, but when you get to that point, then you can be aware in the moment to choose a different thought, to be able to like redirect your energy in a positive place rather than going down that rabbit hole of all the what ifs when, when the anxiety kicks in and all that kind of stuff. So yes, awareness is the biggest part of it. It is not our fault. It's just our job to do something about it. Amen. Love that. Something that you talk about so much on social media, which I fucking love is just this like bad bitch energy. So before we get into it, what is bad bitch energy to you? What does that mean? So bad bitch energy is different for every person. And that's why like I don't like to give it a definition you will because I think different things make women feel like they're baddest bitch, right? But I think of it personally as somebody, I'll be honest, who my favorite bad bitch in the world is, is Rihanna. Same. Fucking same. That is, when I think of a bad bitch, it's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. I have been obsessed with Rihanna since Ponda Replay. I loved her forever. And it's not that she's just like, she's so beautiful and she's so creative. But what I love about her is that she doesn't stop, right? She, she reaches success. She achieves success, but then she keeps going and she keeps trying new things. I feel like she keeps discovering new things about her. And to me, that is a bad bitch. It's somebody who's 
not afraid to evolve, Mm -hmm. right? It's somebody that's not afraid to go outside of their comfort zone and try new things. Cure, yes. And this is something that I is, I mean, this is a huge thing when it comes to personal development. It's curiosity. This is something that gets brought up with clients on my on IGTVs that I do with people, curiosity is everything. It's being curious enough to peel back those layers, to uncover things about yourself that you might not be super fond of, but being aware of it can make the world of difference. So yes, curiosity is everything. And just really being able to show up and express your gifts in the world, right? I think that that's a huge thing. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of women come to me with the inability to express themselves authentically and in their power and share their experience, being vulnerable, being able to talk about your emotions with other people, that makes you a bad bitch, yeah. right? Like we're allowed to be a sad bitch once in a while. Oh yeah. But part of bad it. bitches get back up. Yes, they get back up, they keep going, they do the work, they dig deep, they're curious about themselves and they continue to learn and evolve. To me, that is a bad bitch. It has nothing to do with what you look like, no, what you're good nothing. at, your strengths and your weaknesses. It has to do with the energy that you bring. And a lot of that energy comes from just being a curious person that wants to continue to evolve. Why are we so scared of vulnerability as humans? I love this topic. And I don't know if you know who Brene Brown is. I um, love her. Fucking queen. And that's when I first started hearing more about like shame and vulnerability and stuff like that. And Um, also because my therapist was like, you're scared of being vulnerable and like, Mm -hmm. I need you to do that. And it's crazy because I, you know, I put a lot of my life out there. I, I, well, I've been putting a lot of my life out there. I share a lot on these episodes. I share a lot on my stories. I, I truly try to share, like I truly tried to be vulnerable and that was fucking hard. Like it wasn't like I just woke up one day, like people who've, who've listened to the podcast know, I said this in the other episode, like it took me like a decade to start showing up online. Like by no means was it like woke up and was ready to shine. Like hell no. Same. And I'm still struggling. Um, but there's so much of me that is so terrified of vulnerability. Again, it's with men. That's, like, my biggest thing. Um, and that's what I'm working on now. Like, I'm finally – I'm 28. I just turned 28, and I'm finally, like, letting myself date. Like, I haven't let myself date for fucking ever because I was like, I don't want to do – like, I just – no, thank you. Like, as soon as something started to get serious, I was like, fuck no. Like, I just was terrified. But all of that wasn't because of them. It was because I was so uncomfortable with myself. So I didn't want anyone to see me, like, and peel back any layers because – I mm-hmm. didn't even know what the fuck was under there and I didn't like what I saw and I didn't like what I was portraying. Like I had to do so much work on myself because I I just like destroyed my self-worth through like trying to attain a certain body type and trying to look a certain way. Mm. I was consumed in diet culture for years and years and years. I It led me to an eating disorder. I, I'm sorry to people who listen to the podcast. I've said this so many times, but it, it, it's my story. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and it destroyed me, like truly. Like I destroyed my, my who I was because I just, my whole identity was placed on working out all day and counting my macros and not doing shit with my life <laughs> like no, not like not doing shit with my life but like that was my life like it was that, yeah. that was it that was what was most important to me um so yeah so then I don't know what I was saying but basically no and I I'll, I want to touch touch on identities like you mm. said because that's like a big one yeah. that's something that I've just uh, identities it's like I hold so tight to certain identities in my life. And it really wasn't until I moved to Austin six months ago that I realized this. But I grew up, I was an athlete my whole life, right? So like once I finished college, I was I was an athlete. That was like who I was. That was all I knew, you know? And so going out into the real world after my athletic career was over was just like, oh my God, nobody knows who I now am. What? There's no awards. Now There's what? no external validation. Like I really struggled with that and having to be able to validate myself, right? To be able to pump up myself without the awards or other people telling me that I'm doing good, you know? But we have these identities, just like I had an identity with Long Beach. Like, 
my personal Instagram handle, LB Shaby. Like, my license plate on my first car had yeah. LB on it. Like, I yeah. am Long Beach bitch all the way. And so when we decided to move to Austin, that was, like, a huge moment for me to be like, oh, my God, I'm not Long Beach Shay anymore. Like, I'm going to Austin. And also being this another identity I have was just being this intense person right and I think a lot of this comes from that Scorpio energy but also just like going back to childhood wounds and kind of how I dealt with things I'm the same way I don't like to be vulnerable I don't like to share my feelings it can be uncomfortable I don't I it's hard for me to trust people yeah. right so it takes a long time for me to open up but how that comes off is kind of intimidating and people told me I was intimidating or you know hard to approach my whole life and I would get so offended because I am I'm a very nice, kind, sweet person yeah. until you piss me off, of course, but <laughs> I have so much love to give. I didn't understand how I was coming off that way, but I think that made me tied to this identity of being just like this intense person, and I internalized that as a negative thing. My intensity made it to where people didn't want to approach me or they didn't feel comfortable approaching me when that was not the case at all, so... um. I finally kind of broke through that and released that notion when I realized my intensity is my superpower. My intensity is what gives me the energy to show up in my work, in my relationships, in my life. My intensity is a good fucking thing. And for so long, I took it as such a negative thing. I thought people were talking shit when they were saying that I was intense. And it's like, that's why it's so important to become friends with your shadows oh, right yes. like your shadows meaning like the dark sides of you yeah. the things that you're not super proud of being comfortable and figuring out how those add to your life rather than how they're being perceived because it doesn't matter how you're being perceived it doesn't matter what other people think of you it matters how you think about yourself so it didn't matter that other people thought I was unapproachable and intimidating it mattered that I, yeah. yeah, that I felt the love to be able to hold space for anybody and for anybody. To be, I could be friends with anybody. I'm like you. I could go to a random bar by myself and I'll be, I'll be best friends with five people by the end of it. I yeah. love people. I love connecting. I love asking people questions. I love hearing their stories. So I think kind of becoming friends with that idea that my intensity is my superpower really helped me to kind of just get rid of those identities and be able to move forward as the bad bitch that I want to show up in the world as. But yeah, identities I notice are like a huge thing because we create these gnarly stories around them and then so they become big. so big. It's like hard to so, set that down. So big. And I, I relate so much to that too, because when I first started seeing my therapist, um, I went to her for help with my eating disorder. That was like the first thing, but I knew there was like so much shit under there. And I knew like I hadn't seen, I'd never seen a therapist and I, you know, this was almost, what, seven years after losing my dad and, like, going through a lot of things with my sister. Um, so I knew that we had a lot of work to do, you know? But um, after we started digging deep, she, I would always refer to myself as too much. I would always tell her, like, I'm just, like, so much. Like, why am I so much? Like, I'm just, I'm loud and I have a big personality, but, like, I'm very introverted at the same time and, you know, people exhaust me, but I love them so much and why do I have to, like, why am I such an overshare, like, with people, but also so mysterious, like, I won't tell a soul about certain things. It's like, I, I told her, like, I just feel like I'm so much. Like, I have so much baggage, like, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, we, we did so much work in rewiring that and changing the script, flipping the script. Like, why is that a bad thing? Like yeah. I, in my head, it was like, I, I thought I had to be this one certain way and I wasn't allowed to be loud, but then also want to be alone by myself for fucking two weeks. Cause people exhaust me or who cares yeah. that I'm an overshare and I can talk to the wall. Like that's like, some people would love to have that trait. And even if they don't, who the fuck cares? Like, that's how you are. Like, things like this or it's like I don't do small talk with people like I meet you and I just yep. tell me like what's your biggest trauma like I really like I yep. just <laughs> I, I don't want to hear about the weather like it's just not who I am um and so I would always tell her like I just feel like I'm so much and I'm so much and I'm so much and so we did so much work to to uh, like kind of separate myself from that identity that I had given myself yeah. and now it okay it took me a really long time and I'm just now like just now finally my I'm finally becoming my own friend I finally like love these things about myself I don't love everything about myself but I'm aware of the things that I'm working on 
And now I fucking love that about myself. Like, yeah, I'm a lot. Yep. I have a big personality. Deal with it. You know? And it's like, but that I, takes work. Like, that really, it's taken me fucking forever. Like, and not forever. I, I think I I'm still young. You. But like, bro, it's, it's, it's not like a walk in the park, you know? No, I really resonate with you on that because I've always, yeah, thought I was too much. I'm, I'm loud. I like, I don't have voice control. I don't know what it is, but like, I cannot control the volume of my voice. I like, sometimes I like jumble my words because I get so excited and like, it's so like having the ability to like flip those things. Right. Like to where I thought like I was too much or I was too intense. It's like, no, I'm passionate as fuck. That's what I am. Exactly. And being able to flip it and see the positive side of that rather than focus on how it can be a bad thing is a waste of fucking time. Totally. And also with that, I will say, I think a lot of it is also, you know, I think when men are more assertive and loud and this, they're, they're bosses, they're in control, they're this, they're that. But when women are in these positions and show these traits were often categorized as just like, she's a lot. She, I, yep. I have a lot of emotions. You're a lot. I show my emotions. You're sensitive. Like shut the fuck up. I'm so sick of like the double standard. It really pisses me off. And I think a lot of these things not only, not only come from the way we're raised and our inner child and the whole thing, but also like there's a societal thing here as well. Like for sure. Definitely. Something I want to ask you is, for someone who might be listening and they want to kind of, oh, there's just so many way, so many places we can take this. But like, let's let's. I think validating yourself is a big one, and I think that's something that we're all always trying to do. And I think learning how to validate yourself is probably one of the most powerful things you can do. Like truly, agreed. How can someone tap into that if they just don't feel confident in that area? Honestly, I think that trust is a big part of that, right? Like I had at 25, I call it my spiritual crisis. I grew up Catholic and it just didn't, it just didn't resonate with me. And I was one of those kids that just like I did what I was told. I believed in what I was told to believe in all those sorts of things. But by 25, when I was going through that miserable job and trying to figure out my purpose and what I wanted to do, it made me stop and go like, oh my God, what, what do I believe in? Like, what do I believe in? Like I had no clue, but God and faith was such like a big part of my life forever. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I don't know, that was just like a very interesting experience for me. I picked up a book called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein, which is like, my favorite book of all time. I gift it to most of my clients, to most of my friends in my life. It just changed the way that I think about everything. And it allowed me to build that faith, like true fucking faith, like true belief that the universe has my back no matter what, even when bad, you know, bad shit happens, things that I, I perceive as bad. And so I think a lot of that validation comes from my connection with the universe, comes from my connection with source. It comes from that spiritual practice of, of leaning into my intuition, of knowing that I'm supported, even when I, even when I'm not, how do I put this? Even when I'm not where I think I am, right? I've worked really hard in the last few years on being okay with where I'm at. Because like I said, being a a recovering conventional path follower, I thought by the age of 30, I was going to be like the CEO of like (laughs) some major corporation and have all these kids already. And that's just not where I'm at. But I finally, for the first time in my life, know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I know that every experience that I've had has led me to this moment and that my success is going to be that much greater because it's happened. It's happening organically. It's happening. I'm figuring this shit out in real time. Right. And my only goal is to help people. It's really like, I never started a business with the idea of like, I'm going to make millions of dollars. It's just not my thought. I've always, as since I was a kid, I've always had this weird inner knowing that I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be taken care of. I will make money. Money comes. It's just energy. And so that's never been my goal. It's really just been to help people. And, you know, like I said, that spirituality piece is everything because without that, I think I would just be spinning my wheels right now trying to figure out why am I not where I'm supposed to be? It's like, no, I have the trust. I have the faith, which then allows me to validate myself and know that every moment has led me to where I'm at. And that's true self-validation, in my opinion. It's being okay with where you're at. I love that. I love that so much. And it's like, there's so much pressure I think to 
I was talking about this on Monday of just like you just said of where you're supposed to be but like what is that supposed like who who gave you that like do you get what I'm saying it's like we make Mm -hmm. we make these ideas which again come from maybe how we're raised what we read what the fucking society we live in is the list goes on but all of us in a way whether we're aware or not I would argue we have some sort of idea or some some sort of concept of where we think we're supposed to be and we compare that to where we're actually at and that's where we get twisted that's where we get upset that's where we start to compare that's and that's what literally was happening to me today and I had to stop myself and dead ass in my tracks and be like what like there's no like I don't want to do that I don't want to think that way I don't there's nowhere I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be right fucking here and I'm like I go I like lean to gratitude for everything so I'm like if anything I'm just grateful that I'm here and and that I have what I have and that's what I have to like turn to when I start to just get anxious about oh my gosh why don't I have this yet why am I not here yet why don't I like it just you know the list goes on but yeah I love that so much and something else you talked about earlier was trusting yourself and trusting your intuition and I think especially me I, I I would love to like just hear more about this and I I really do trust my gut and I lean on my gut for so many things, but I have really bad anxiety. Like I have a generalized anxiety disorder which like makes things blurry sometimes because sometimes yeah. I'm like is this is this an anxious thought? Is this tr- true? Like is that it sometimes it gets overwhelming. And even if you don't have anxiety, sometimes it can be hard to trust yourself, right? So what would mm-hmm. you say to somebody who's trying to get better at trusting their intuition? I think just like noticing sensations in your body, it really is like our our mind communicates our emotions and our feelings through our body. So just paying attention, really. And I know what you mean with the how do you like distinguish the anxiety versus like the excitement, say, because I have something similar where I struggled with anxiety in the past. I've had it under control for a while. I have tons of different like tools and techniques that I use when that comes up. But um I like, and this is something I've gone to, I love how you talk about going to therapy. I've gone to therapy four years. Shout out to my girl, Mary. I just, I love therapy. I'm a huge proponent of it. I think every person should go to therapy, but I would go in and she'd be like, okay, well, how are you feeling? And I would just feel this big black ball in my core, right? Like it was just this dense, big black ball and I could like see it spinning. I could feel it spinning. And it was just like a thing. And I think it took me a little bit to recognize that that was anxiety and I was feeling anxious, but most of the time that was coming from me worrying about the future, about me dwelling on the past. Always. You know what I mean? It's like, and and that's, that's everything is just being in the present moment. It's like when you are present, when you are fully immersed in whatever it is you are doing at that moment. You don't have anxiety. Yeah. I feel that's when I feel at peace and I imagine it to be that way for everybody. Right. And that's like the goal is to be at peace. And it really is to just be neutral. Like we're not supposed to feel fucking amazing all the time. We're not supposed to feel like shit all the time. We're supposed to just kind of be neutral and like things will happen that excite us or bring us down. But being able to approach things from like that neutral kind of space where you're not going to let anything bring you down. It's like that unfuckwithable confidence. I always say that you're unfuckwithable confidence that that. nobody like no matter what anybody does, no matter what anybody says, they cannot fuck with you. But that's because you have so much belief and trust and faith in yourself. So I'm trying to think I just went off on a tangent and I was like, what's the original <laughs> what oh, trust? Oh, yeah. Intuition. I'm the and same. So yourself. like, I didn't even yeah. remember either. I was happy. <laughs> I know I get excited. I like go off on tangents, but yeah, just really pay attention to the sensations in your body. Cause it took me a while to figure out that like, okay, sometimes it was that black ball and sometimes it was like this bright yellow light that made me confident. Right. Cause it's in that, it, I always, that feeling would come up in my solar plexus area, which like I'm very connected to my solar plexus chakra. It's your chakra of personal power of confidence and like Wait, that's where is that where's that right here so it's like between your belly button and your heart center so like okay. right here I can't see like right around here okay. um so yeah so that's like I just I feel there a lot yeah. I feel there but I am like a passionate creative confident person so of course that's where I feel it that's like my most lit up center so it took me kind of a while to decipher between like okay is this anxiety or is this just like my personal power I'm fucking excited I'm passionate I'm pumped up to do this and that just comes with time that just comes with a curiosity to 
notice where that's coming from awareness, to see, see what you're feeling. Everything comes back to fucking awareness. Yeah. It's so true. It's so and crazy. it seems like it's one of those concepts that's simple, but so hard but to difficult explain. as fuck. It's so hard to it's explain so it difficult. and to put it into words. And also I just feel like people never want to sit with themselves. And by people, exactly. I'll, I'll include myself there sometimes, right? Like I feel like lately I... I love to be busy. That's like, I just, I love to be busy. I love to feel productive. It fulfills me. I also love what I'm doing right now. So that's like, you know, like it, it just, I want to keep doing it and et cetera. But I find myself lately, I don't know if this happens to you, but probably not because you seem so fucking centered and balanced, but. Um, no, I'm not. I'm far, I'm far from perfect. I feel. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, things. I don't think anyone's <laughs> perfect, but um. I just try to keep myself so busy so that I don't even have to like acknowledge anything or think about anything. And so mm-hmm. I, I lately, like, I, I know this sounds crazy, but like, I don't like weekends. Like I don't like Saturday and Sunday because, you know, I don't work a traditional job. So like, sometimes I do work Saturday and Sundays because like, you know, during the week, maybe like, for example, today after this, I'm going to get my nails done. It's going to take away two hours. So like, I'll work extra, like whatever you get what I'm saying. My, yeah. my days aren't ordinary. So like, Sometimes I work during the weekends, whatever. My mom yells at me. She's like, you have no work-life balance. I'm like, well, I love what I do and, like, I'm trying to build right now, so, like, it's fine. But I know there's a part of me that, like, I keep busy and I keep piling things on because I don't want to have time to, like, think about anything. And and when I get in these waves, I know that I'm just, like, suppressing and it's just easier to do that, right? But I know I've, I've, I've already been and I've done so much work on myself and I've been, I've gone to so many therapy sessions that like, I know that that's not good. And I think there's no point to this. I just wanted to say like, don't be like me right now. And I, I, I'm aware. That's the thing. It's like, I'm aware and I'm calling myself out on my shit. And whenever I start to feel like this is, I know it's my mind and my body telling me like, I need you to slow down. I need you to like, ground yourself I think that's I think that's why I feel like funky is just because like I just haven't let myself sit with myself and and I love to write I love to journal I usually do it every day I haven't done it in like 10 days again it's just like whatever we're in a funk I don't what the fuck are we talking about that's no but that's a good that's a good uh kind of segue to talk about like um your masculine and your feminine energy oh yes they're two totally different types of energy right and this is something I've learned a lot more about in the last year and a half because I have always seen myself as somebody with a lot of masculine energy, but when it comes to my birth chart, I have tons of feminine energy. And so I realized that for most of my life, I was running off of this intense, go, 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 Mm -hmm. fiery energy, which was a masculine thing. And we have to balance our feminine, our masculine energy. Your your masculine energy is do, do, do. It's you doing. And your feminine energy is you being, yes. right? It's you being. It's you creating. It's you sitting in silence. It's you meditating. It's you um, doing doing whatever it is that makes you feel good. Because that's when you can open up and be a magnet for whatever it is you're trying to attract in your life. If we're constantly in the masculine energy, we're trying to force things to happen rather than let it flow. And so that's one thing I notice when I'm in those phases, because I go through those phases too. And obviously I don't have a traditional schedule. I love working on Saturdays and Sundays. I don't know what it is like, but that makes it hard too. It's it's really hard, but I love what I do. And so it's like, there's a difference between like, me working on the weekends now versus me working on the weekends when I was in that miserable job. Totally. You know what I mean? Because like I was trying to like different. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was trying to like keep up to make these people happy that I was doing right. enough. Right. Now I'm doing something that truly lights me up. It fires me up. I'm so excited to take action on what I do. And so I approach it from a completely different energy. But yeah, totally. your masculine and your feminine feminine energy are something to really pay attention to and it's pretty simple to notice when you're in one or the other you know what I mean it really all has to do with how you're spending your time how you're thinking about things and I just like to put it in terms of flow versus force are you forcing things to happen or are you allowing things to come as they should so I love that yeah that's uh yeah something to notice in those moments because when you are feeling in that masculine energy and you are doing and you are going it's important at that time to like okay 
I understand that I'm feeling this way right now. I understand that my energy is very busy, maybe a little chaotic, and I'm really trying to make things happen. But what can I do to support me in that? And so, and that looks different for everybody, right? It could be meditation, it could be working out, whatever it is. But when you're in those busy seasons of life, it's so important to make time for those little practices, those little routines and rituals that do ground you and fire you up at the same time. Um, I love that. And actually... Yeah, one other thing I do want to say too, because back to routines and habits we were talking about, I know that oftentimes like we can become some so overwhelmed and bombarded by like these crazy routines. Like, oh my God, I'm supposed to have this like two hour morning routine where yeah. I like meditate, yeah. eat, uh, drink green juice, Celery have juice, lemon yoga. water, yeah. work out, <laughs> then I'm supposed to do breath work, and then I'm supposed to do these cards. It's like fucking A. Like, yeah. who can actually do that? Who has the time to do that? Nobody. And so one thing I work on a lot with clients is, yes, create your ideal morning routine. Maybe that's an hour morning routine. But look, life happens and you're not going to have the time to do that every single day. So if you can get clear on what your ideal morning routine is, then you can create a mini practice for yourself that you can take action on no matter what life throws your way, right? We may wake up one morning, we don't have that time to do it and then we just throw ourselves into the day and then by the time 12 o'clock rolls around we're so pissed and we're like you suck you didn't do your morning routine yeah. that you're supposed to do and then that puts your energy in a direction that's going to make it really hard to get up and do that again the next day so having that like five to ten minute mini practice of something that you know is going to make you feel good that you know is going to ground you is so fucking important because yeah there's just so much information out there about like all the things you can do no and I love that you said that I posted a TikTok the other day um and I said I don't care I don't know what I said but it basically in summary I said you don't have to wake up and drink celery juice and do yoga and meditate and run and blah 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 I was like if you want to do those things like fucking amazing power to you but if that's not what your morning routine looks like it's okay because I yep. can't even imagine how like if I were someone that didn't have a morning routine and I saw all of these morning routines everywhere, I would feel so fucking overwhelmed and I would I would mm -hmm. feel so, like, ashamed in a way. Just, I'd be like, oh my god, like, mine doesn't look like that. Like, I don't do this, I don't do that. Bitch, it's fine. Like, find yeah. one thing that you like or build it up to a few things that you like and that work for you and that's it. And, like, that took me a long time, too, because I was so anal about my morning routine before. And if I missed it by 10 minutes or if I was late or if I slept in or if I didn't do something, I'd be so annoyed at myself. And then it came to a point where I started, like, resenting my morning routine. And I was like, I don't even want to fucking do this shit. Like, it's not working. Defeated the whole purpose. So I took a step back. And now I'm a lot more chill about that. I want to ask you about something that I hadn't even thought of until we kind of talked about feminine energy and just this and just, I don't know, it just came up. Um... And it's something I've been thinking about in my personal life. And it's just the whole concept of, just bear with me, of, like, mm -hmm. being sexy mm -hmm. and, like, our sexuality and owning our sexuality and, like, not being afraid to own our sexuality. Like, I'm going to tell you what I was thinking about this. And it's, like, I haven't been confident in myself in so long. I haven't loved myself in so long. And so... Fine. Like when I tell you finally, it's like literally like a month ago, I started loving myself. And obviously that came from years of work, right? Yep. And being confident and finally feeling like myself and I'm finally feeling like I'm tapping into myself and that feels so fucking good after you've been working at it for years, right? So it's like, I'm so, like, I feel so happy about that. And I've been wanting to take more pictures. I've been wanting to post more selfies. Wait, I have to ask, did you wear those shorts around your house? No, I haven't. I loved that episode. I have you got to wear the shorts. I know. Wait, I... That's next. I know. That's coming. I'm like, I'm trying so, like, that's coming. It's coming. I got dresses the other day. Like, I ordered two dresses. It's like, I've never fucking, I, I can't remember the last time I wore a dress, but I have a wedding, so, like, yes. I have to wear a dress. Anyway, love, love that you called me out on that because it's on the list. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I've been, like, I have a personal account on Instagram and I've been posting, like, way more photos of myself, like, just, like, stories and shit like that. And the other day I was, like... I was like, oh my God, like, do you think people are like, oh my, like, you know, again, me thinking I'm the most important person on the universe, like no one even gave one, no one gives one fuck, but we always think we're so important. I was like, oh my God, like, do you think people are thinking like, oh my God, she's posting so many selfies and like stop posting selfies and stop this. And I was like, you know what, bitch? Like I finally fucking feel good. And if that means I want to post a selfie every damn day, which I don't, but if I wanted to, 
it's okay. But, like, the fact that I even had to, like, stop myself and be like, oh, my God, I wonder if people are thinking this. I wonder if people are thinking that. It's like, or even just, like, dressing sexier or posting cleavage pics. Like, I've always, like, I have big boobs. They're fake. I love them. I love to post, like, photos that are a little bit sexier. But sometimes I feel bad about doing that because I, I like, don't want to be seen a certain way. Or it's like, if I'm sexy, I can't be this. And I fucking hate that concept. And I, don't, I guess I don't even know what my question is. But, like, give me your thoughts on anything I'm saying. <laughs> No, I love that. I love that. And I like, I, like I said, I was an athlete, so I was always a bigger girl. Like I was a thicker girl. Obviously I had a big weight loss at 19, but like I'm a thick bitch and I have been waiting for this moment in time when thick is in like truly. And it really is in right now. And it's so funny that we like wait for these moments for like our thing to be, or like not our (laughs) thing, but like how we perceive ourselves to be in, you know, but I truly like, I, I really do think sports did give me a different sense of confidence. Like when you play a sport and you're good at your sport and you like kind of receive recognition from that, that kind of like, I, I did always kind of compare myself to my friends because like I have these like thin dainty friends and like here I am like this fucking softball player. Like I just, I never felt like feminine and dainty, but I think doing the work to like uncover like what makes me so unique and what value I bring to the table. It's really allowed me to see myself in a different way. And I know this is so fucking weird, but just the other day I told my husband, I was like getting ready for something I had to do for business. And I got dressed and I was like, it came downstairs and I was like, Matt, I look different. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, I don't know. I just look different. And I don't know if this is just in my head, but like a few years ago, I heard somebody say like, when you really heal wounds and you work on yourself, you release energetic weight, you release energetic baggage and whatever the person said, I don't even remember who it was, where it was, but it just, they, they basically said something about, they felt like they looked different and they thought it was like releasing that energetic weight. And I really feel like that has happened to me. I feel like I've cleared out so much shit and I've healed so many wounds that, that, but it's not me looking different. It's how I perceive myself, right? It's how I see myself. It's not how the world sees me. I've always looked this way. It's how I feel and see myself. And so, I don't know, it does take work to become confident in yourself, especially when you don't look like everybody else or that, like, how how society says that you should look. Um, But it's embracing, like, your uniqueness. And, like, now, too, like, I wear crop tops. Like, I kind of wear whatever I want. And, like, here's the thing. I do work out. So I feel strong. I feel good in my body. But that took such a long time of, like, me just embracing who I am, right? Me not comparing myself to my 115 pound friend. Like I'm never going to be that. So why am I going to waste any of my precious energy worrying about that? It just like doesn't make sense. So I think that that's a struggle that every woman face. We all want what we don't have, right? Like you could have the fattest ass, but you could have small boobs, but you want big boobs. You know what I mean? Like it's just, we always want what we don't have. And I think it's just getting comfortable with what makes us unique and it really is has nothing to do with your looks it has everything to do with what's inside of you and what you bring to the table and how you add value to the world and how you uniquely express yourself and so I think just kind of getting away from that idea of what you look like creates your value like it just it it really doesn't like looks fade like we're all gonna have wrinkles but at one point we're all gonna die someday and I just think I've figured out on my journey, it's such a waste of time to compare ourselves to others because there's like billions of other people that we can compare ourselves to. There's always going to be somebody prettier, skinnier, smarter than you. Always. Always. And so it's just, um, like I said, now I see my intensity. Like I feel like a powerful, intense person, but I take that in a good way, right? Not in a bad way. And something else that came up when you said, like you have this idea of, how people are going to perceive you for posting selfies. And it is so fucking true. Like nobody gives a fuck about no us the way that cares. we give a fuck about ourselves. I had that realization like a year ago and it's changed the way I show up in my business like <laughs> tenfold because I'm like, nobody, if I don't fucking post for a week, nobody no notices. Like I know. you think if you don't post for a week, like the world's going to forget about I you. Know. It's like nobody even noticed. So getting comfortable with that. Um, and then the other thing is I was always very – because obviously my company is Her Healthy Hustle, right? But I'm all about that bad bitch energy. It took years for me to become comfortable with using that term bad bitch energy because I didn't want it to be 
I didn't want it to be perceived in a weird way. I didn't want people to look at me and be like, oh, I'm like all about humility. Like I love humble people, like do you, but like be humble and like always know where you came from. And so I never wanted to be perceived as somebody who wasn't humble because I was using the term bad bitch or bad bitch energy. No. And then once I really was like, no, like once I approached it from like, no, this is just what resonates with me. And it's, it's not coming off in the way that I think it is. It's coming off. It's coming from a very authentic, genuine place. I mean, so many people are attracted to my brand now because of that bad bitch energy. And those are the messages I get. I love bad bitch energy. And so it was really like just setting down like how people are going to perceive you and just doing things from a genuine, authentic place. And that allows you to show up in an energy that's going to make you a magnet for everyone and everything. But I know exactly what you mean when it comes to that, because... Yeah, we can be so scared to put our uniqueness out into the world, but right, fuck, and it's we like, are us, and that's our superpower. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if you want to, I just think, like, I'm at this point now where it's like, if I want to get dressed, look hot, post a picture, and I want to do that for, like, literally for no one else, but for myself, because I fucking want to, do it. Like, I don't want, I, I'm... I'm just so over worrying so much about like, oh my God, how are they going to see me? Are they going to think I'm this because I'm posting? Like, who the fuck cares? Like, it's exhausting. Sorry, we have to, re- we have, it is exhausting. And we have to remember that when people are judging us in those moments, that has something to do with them. Totally. It has absolutely it's a them nothing to do with us. I know. Yes. And like, we're all a reflection for each other. And like, we, things that we might not like in other people, it's probably probably because some of that lives inside of us, right? And so it's just also being able to to not take things personal and to know that, like, people so are doing hard. the best that they can. It's so hard yes. to not take things personal, but you have mm-hmm. to do it because people project their shit 24-7, and we can't let that – like, we, we can't – misunderstand it for what for something else when in when in reality it's probably coming from such a I mean maybe a hurt place you know yes I agree that's a good word to use misunderstand it yeah I think like if you have good intentions and you uh, put out good energy like I just don't know how that won't come back to you like that's just how I feel and I feel like somebody with somebody who uh, like even me who I have shit that I'm working on like I'm not gonna project that onto someone I mean, I'm not saying I haven't. Of course I have because I'm not fucking perfect. But, like, now I'm way more aware of all my shit. So it's like I'm not going to project that onto onto someone else because, fucking, I don't want that shit to come back to me. Are you crazy? Like, no, I don't, ha- I don't want that. I don't want that in my world at all, you know? I agree. Yep. I love that. Well, I fucking love this conversation. I feel so much more inspired now. Like, I swear, like, I feel just so much more grounded. This is exactly what I needed. Bless timing. I like, literally it. bless timing. Um, where can people find you? How, if somebody wants to work with you, what's the process? Are you accepting new people? Tell me a little bit more about that. So, yeah, you can find me at Her Healthy Hustle. That's my Instagram. My website's www.herhealthyhustle.com. I am accepting new clients right now. I usually only work with three to four people at a time because I also have a job. I'm a communications director by day. So um, I try to serve people I can in the way that I can. So, like I said, I usually only take on a couple clients at a time. Because I really like to build that relationship. I like to be there. Accountability is a huge piece of it. Um, Most of the time people come to me trying to work through these things right. And like they really need to be accountable. They need to be held accountable in working through that. They need to have their hand held just like I did when I first started working with the coach. So um, yes, you can go like you can go to the link in my bio. You can schedule a free 30 minute discovery call just to see if it's a good fit for you. I don't take on just anybody. I ask questions. I make sure that we're a good fit. And if I'm not the right fit for you, I will help you find the right person. That's something I pride myself on too. It's like, I'm not just going to uh, work with everybody because I need clients. Like, no, it has to be a good fit or else that transformation isn't going to happen. So Um, Yeah, that's where you can find me. If you are, if anybody out there is interested in trying to create their ideal morning routine, you can go sign up for my freebie, which is create your ideal morning routine. It kind of takes you through some 
I really love this and it's been a freebie that I've had up there for, I've had it up there for like two years, but people still literally get on my email list every single day through this freebie because it walks you through some journal prompts to get clear on what it is you actually do desire and what type of energy you want to cultivate. And then it walks you through kind of putting that structure together. So um, if you want to start your morning off like the bad bitch you are, go get that morning routine freebie. And yeah, my DMs are always open. I love connecting with new people. I love asking questions. Oh, I literally slid um, in there so fast. I was like, what's up, bitch? Can you come on? Honestly, no, I loved, I loved it because you followed me and I'm like, ooh, this girl's cool. Like, I just... <laughs> I, you know, like you just see somebody and it's like you like their energy or you don't. I'm like big on energy. Yeah, and so I just I am too. like, ooh, she's cool. I loved it. And you know, it's so funny as I was going to say, like, I just really enjoy it. I, I don't consume a ton of people's content just because it makes me not be able to be as creative yeah. as I want to. It makes me take on other people's thoughts. But I love consuming your content. And even from somebody that's in a relationship, I love all of the questions about dating because I'm like, I've been out of that game for so long. and I, But I'm like hella nosy when it comes yeah. to like. You know, when my friends are on the apps and shit, I'm always like, let me see. Like, oh, what's just going get on ready. There? Get ready. Like, I'm about to have so. a fucking hot girl summer and I'm exposing all these fucking guys. I'm I'm doing it. I love I'm it. just it's the people are asking for it. And you know what? I'm just I decided to today that I'm gonna be doing it for content purposes. And if I find a husband out of this, then wow, lucky me like lucky them actually. Um but I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I loved the other day you did the you did like the deal breakers and I oh my just gosh, had a field I loved day going it. through all those. It it was so <laughs> fun to read it and everybody was so into that one. I need to do more dating yeah. stuff. No, for sure. I need to do more dating stuff. You know what would be really cool is to do an episode like I'm just I'm sorry to tell you, like you're coming back. Like you have no choice. I'm down coming back. I love this. Um, I love you. I'm here for <laughs> it. <laughs> um, I think it would be really cool to do like a like a love and relationship kind of centered one because people are loving that and the people are asking for it so I feel like that would be and this is this whole this whole concept and just mindset and and all of this is so so important when you're bringing somebody new into your life or if you're trying to bring somebody new into your life um so I think that would be really really cool to explore I think that that would be a good one too and I think too like when it goes like mindset is everything even in relationships and like the ability to continue to grow with each other and to embrace the the things that you don't love about your partner but it also really requires your partner to be supportive of your growth and allow you to like let your light shine and that's what I think I love so much about my husband is like he lets me be me 100% of the time and like you cannot put a price tag on that I'm so grateful for that and I you know even for single women out there who may be feeling like you know they want that partner and they want that support and they want that love just know that like that love will come to you. Like when you love yourself, you are going to attract the type of love that you're looking for and you are not made to settle for less than you fucking deserve. So whether you're single or in a relationship, I just, I hope everybody chooses a partner that's going to foster that growth and like I said, allow them to let their light shine. I love that. My literal motto of life is to not settle, especially with a man. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why I've been single for 10 years. (laughs) Not, not like, Go. It, of course I've, like, dated and, like, done shit in 10 years, but, like, I haven't had a boyfriend in 10 years, which, like, I'm fucking proud to say, to be honest with you. Also, there was a lot of shit that happened, so, like, kind of put me out of the game for a little bit, but she's back, okay? I love it, um, I love it. So, Shay, thank you so much. This was fucking amazing. I can't, people are gonna love this, like, I already know. Um... And I just can't wait for our part two. I'm so, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Me too. I'm excited. That'll be a good one. Cause yeah. I don't know why I've been wanting to talk more about relationships. Me just because we, my, Matt and I have an interesting dynamic. And so I just, um, I know that I've even tried to get him. I'm like, come on, let's like talk. That about would be super fun. He's like, yeah. he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? But, um, I think that that would be a really awesome conversation and I would love to have it with you. And I'm just really grateful that you somehow found me and that you became connected. And then I got to come do this. I really did binge the podcast after we first talked. And, you did? Uh, Which, wait, what, really did, what did. did you listen to? I listened to the one on confidence um, that you had with your girlfriend who used to be a therapist and now she's like a researcher, I think. Yeah. Um, I listened to one other one with another person and then I listened to like two of the mini, the mini one, the episodes. Monday ones. Yes, the Monday ones. Love those. So I just think what you're doing is great. Thank I think you. 
I mean, it is so important to share information with people. It's so important to share our experience and be vulnerable and be able to, you know, hold space so that other people can express their emotions without feeling judged or shamed in any way. And I just think um, everything that you're talking about and what you're doing is so needed. So go on with your badass (laughs) self, girl. (gasps) Thank you so much. I loved this. Oh, you're amazing. This is so good. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.